the Sports Talk with Devin Wade recap. Any given Sunday, anything can happen. What we think so far. Lakers, were they oversold? Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade briefcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to a Sports Talk with Devin Wade briefcast. Not to be confused with an entire episode, which we have coming up a little bit later on this week. This is where I come to you with one or two topics just for a few moments and uh, give you my take on something so we could be a little bit more timely. It takes a little bit longer to produce those shows. We have guests and interviews and stuff like that and features that we like to run on full-fledged episodes. And if you haven't had a chance to check those out, please go back and check them out. Listen to them. Get to know who we are, what we do, what we like to do, some of the features, life on lock, Terrence Harris, Reggie Brown, the guys that are frequently on here, DJ Anarchy, all of the good stuff. And of course, the Lamont Award. You can find out about all of those things if you listen to full-fledged episodes. Also want to encourage you to uh, give us a call on the sports line. 832-941-6614. That's 832-941-6614. Always want your take, your input, your questions, your comment. You can leave a message 24 hours a day, and you just might end up on the very next episode. We did a We the People segment the last time. Heard from you guys. Encourage you guys to give us a call. It doesn't matter what the topic or question is. We'll try to work it into the conversation on future episodes. And of course, this is a, a very hot topic these days in the swag. And I'll get to that. But I also want to remind you guys to follow me on Facebook, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group. And you can follow me on Twitter at Wade's Word. So all of those things are ways to connect with me and become a part of this community that we've created around the podcast. So, of course, let me start by saying this. Let me extend and offer my my background a little bit for those of you who don't know. So since 1992, I have been a part of Texas Southern football broadcast. So I started off as a like a producer, a runner, then a, a sideline reporter, then I did color, and now I do play-by-play. Been there, and now I work with Larry Chatterbox Hill, and we've been at it together for 20 years, I think, something like that. But before that, work with Leonard Moon, Vince Kennedy. Uh, it's been a, a tremendous experience. I've been to every swag school multiple times. I've been a part of every school's homecoming except Pro Review because we always play them for the Labor Day Classic. So I have worked at KTSU, and I have been a part of the SWAC since 1992. So just to give you some insight, when I started, Eddie Robinson was still at Alabama State. And the first thing that I ever did was talk to the legendary Grambling State coach, Eddie Robinson. Now, keep in mind, he was, I mean, beyond a legend. He is somebody that will be remembered for many, 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 many years to come. We should never forget his name as it pertains to college football and what he did, not only just for football, but for HBCUs and for black people everywhere. Just a man of dignity, strength, and accomplishment and a winner many, many, many years. So by this time, he's towards the end of his illustrious career. And, I mean, I was there for the last TSU game at Grambling, his last game. I want to say that was their homecoming, as I recall. And we won, by the way. Bill Thomas and TSU won. But let me say this. So, he sat down with me. And I, I know I've told this before, but he sat down with me, a young kid. And he talked to me for nearly an hour. And the reason why I know this, know exactly kind of how, how long it was. Because 
I did it on a cassette tape. He sat down with me one-on-one and we talked. And he gave me a history of the conference and the young men whose lives he affected and what they did for him and what he was trying to do and what was the most important thing to him and his visits to the White House. So many things that had so much historical significance. I just felt honored to have that conversation. For that to be my very first major encounter in the conference was unbelievable. So that's kind of where I come from. I remember Eddie and and Reggie Brown, when they first got to the Oilers, they both uh, together at Alabama State, and they were both here. The Oilers got to know those guys then. And, uh, again, I mention that because we're going to be talking about Eddie Robinson and the situation that happened over the weekend. But let me start by talking a little bit about where I was. I was in Pine Bluff, Arkansas for their homecoming as Texas Southern went to Pine Bluff and defeated the Golden Lions 24-17. Now TSU is 2-2 in the conference. And the much maligned defense, I mean, they've caught hell from everybody, in some cases deservedly so. They are doing a tremendous job. That secondary continues to play well. And it's the offense that has sort of struggled a little bit. Andrew Body, who is uh, Mr. Excitement, he's the dude. Well, he's had some issues turning over the football over the last couple of weeks. But, again, he continues to throw for touchdowns and run for touchdowns. So he's a dual threat, and he's the guy. He's the engine. If this thing is going to go, he's the engine. So we have we sort of sputtered a little bit offensively over the last couple of weeks, including uh, this week. But nonetheless, he did finish uh, 21 of 33. He had one INT, but he had one touchdown passing, and he had one touchdown rushing. He passed for 211 yards, and he ran for another 55 yards. So, again, Mr. Excitement did his thing, but it was a, a nip-and-tuck game. The Golden Lions wouldn't go away, but eventually – uh, Coach Clarence McKinney and the Tigers got a win, so we have an off week. So I am taking a, whew, I'm taking a real break here because we have seven road games this year, and we've had four. We started the season four road games in a row: Prairie View, North Texas. We played Southern in Dallas, and then we went to San Antonio, came home, and went right back out to Arkansas, got a week off, and now we go to Mississippi. So it's been a busy, busy traveling season for the Tigers and for your boy. Uh, It's not been easy. So I'm really going to enjoy our week off as, of course, at KTSU, we start our fall membership campaign. That's coming up as well. So that is uh, what happened there. Also, there were a couple big games. There was a game between Alabama State and Jackson State. So... Again, let me, for full disclosure, let me say this. Eddie Robinson, the head coach of Alabama State, is I've been knowing since the 90s. And when he was a, a young linebacker in a really, really volatile and enjoyable locker room for the Houston Oilers. I mean, everybody, the Moon and Givens and Jeffries and Sean Jones and Ray Childress and Gary Brown, all of these guys, man, all Bubba McDowell. All of these guys were in the locker room. Chris Dishman. It was just, it was a, a crazy, wild environment. And he was a youngster, and I was a youngster as well in the media game. And so I've been knowing him. And, and of course, if you listen to this podcast, Eddie Robinson has been a part of this podcast for years, like four or five years, right up until he got the job at Alabama State. Now, again, he, he would chime in. You know, we would chime in about a number of different things, not just swag football, not just football. 
But of course, he's been a part of the podcast and, and has always been accommodating for me through the years. So you, there's the story. Also, currently, Reggie Brown, one of his best friends and a former NFL receiver, former Alabama State. He's a Alabama State Hall of Famer in football. He is a part of the podcast now. You'll hear from him or Terrence or a number of other folks that chime in from time to time that we work in, and we call those wonderful folks the special teams unit. Those are people who have specialties. Daniel Ewing is one of them. Uh, Coach Byron Smith at Prairie View, he'll check in. So, again, Eddie was a part of that group. Reg is a part of that group now. So now you know who I'm cool with, who I'm tight with, who I know well. So after the game, Jackson State defeats Alabama State for their homecoming. And, of course, by now many of you have seen the uh, rejection of a hug after a postgame handshake. And a lot of people are really pissed with Eddie, right? Or, or they have an opinion about what he did. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about that. I'm, I'm, that's my guy. So I'm rolling with him regardless. But in this case, I don't really have a uh, – a, a dog in the fight in, in what exactly happened. So, so it's not like, um, like I'm just this Alabama state person. I, I am supportive of the swag. So here's what essentially happened. There were things said throughout the week and things done in the pregame that Eddie Robinson took offense to. And then there were things that happened at the very end of the game that really got Eddie upset. So I'm going to play his comments, but let me start by saying this. For those of you who think this is just about sour grapes about him losing a game, Eddie Robinson is a first-year head coach. He has a freshman quarterback. He did not come in with the cabinet full of five-star players. He knows his team. He knows where he needs to improve. He knows how he needs to improve. And the week before they beat us, because they beat us 16-13 here in Houston, and like I said, I just got through talking to him in person, and then we text each other from time to time. So the week before that, he just lost to Purview. He didn't. He wasn't upset with that. He played with Bubba. He knows Bubba. He wasn't. Obviously, he doesn't want to lose. But he he didn't have any kind of problems in the post game. He he's not that kind of guy in that way. But let me let me let you hear from him, and then I'll comment further. I thought it was a lot of disrespect the whole week, and so you're not going to be disrespectful the whole week in the media. Uh, we didn't talk in the pregame. I was out there the whole time at the 50 yard line. Uh, he walked through our, our whole offensive, I mean, our whole huddle on, on our end zone and came a long way around to get to his side of the field in the pregame. Thought that wasn't classy at all. Uh, and so in the postgame, I'm not about to give you the Obama bro. You know, I'm going to shake your hand. I'm going to go on. I'm, I'm going to always be respectful and respect the game. You know, you got the great guys, W.C. Gores, Eddie G. Robinson, those guys, Marino Chasm. That, I, I'm, I'm living on the shows of the swag. Uh, he ain't swag. You know, I'm swag. He ain't swag. So he's in the conference doing a great job. Can't knock that. Got a great team. Son should be up for the Heisman Trophy win. I love Shador. Great player. I love what he's doing for the conference. Uh, probably one of the best things we had since that Steve McNair when he was in there. Love all of that, but you're not going to come here and disrespect me and my team and my school and then want to grow up. Shake my hand and get the hell on. Period. You got the W. Great job. I hope he comes back next year. I, I pray he don't get a power five job so we can play them next year in Jackson, and I pray they put us for their damn home. Yeah, yeah, I was just pulling away. I mean, we, we handshaked and that was it. I mean, it, it ain't no need for no embrace. You know, we ain't friends. He ain't never called me. I ain't never called him. Great player. Uh, shit, everybody wanted to goddamn be primetime as a little kid. All right, great player. All of that. Played against him. Got tons of respect for the guy. Doing a great job as a coach. But you can't do all that stuff all week. And then you come back, put your backup quarterback, and you want to run a hitch and go to try to put more points on the board. Shit's disrespectful. Game was out of line. It was 26 to 12. 40 seconds left. We had no timeouts. Take a damn knee. 
We're going to try to run a hitch and go. So we started blessing. We're going to knock him out the game too. So that's how we got to play. I mean, it ain't no quarters given. So you want to do that, don't come with me and try to grow hug me like we're friends. We ain't friends. You didn't shake my hand before the game. Why you shake my hand after the game? And those were the words from Coach Eddie Robinson Jr. in the postgame of the Jackson State, Alabama State football game on Saturday. So, and we may be able to get Coach on in the near future. We may be able to get Eddie back on. But I would imagine at this point he's pretty exhausted about the, the topic. If he's not, he will be because of some of the scrutiny and the criticism, even national criticism he's received. So let's sort of unpack this to see how the incident sort of built up. He talked about first the disrespect and the comments made by Coach Prime during the week. And Coach Prime, if not offended, was at least fired up by the fact that Jackson State was made to be a homecoming opponent. And he felt slighted that this is a money, you're trying to make this a money game, which if you are Alabama State alum and you know that there's a new energy, a new vigor around the program and you were going to have a, a big turnout, then that can be perceived as, oh, you need me to make you. And I can see where that would offend Alabama State folks a little bit because they are renewed in their energy about the program because of Coach Robinson and, and he being a former player connected to folks all over the country who are alumni of Alabama State, that will definitely inspire them to come out. Because, again, it's a new beginning. And you see that when you get a new coach and new energy people, uh, you know, they come and turn out. So that happened. Now, don't get me wrong. Obviously, that anywhere that Jackson State and Coach Prime goes, you're going to boost those ticket sales. He brings it with him. Of course, when they come to Texas Southern, that game is going to be a sellout. And that's going to be solely because of Coach Prime and the energy he's bringing. So I don't, I don't think it's a doubt that he brings excitement and energy and attendance and money with him. But that's not the whole story for Alabama State folks. So that, that was that one thing. Then you have the pregame stuff. And the pregame stuff that in all sports and in all walks of life and all groups and, and job workplaces, there are unwritten rules. There are things you don't do. In society, there are unwritten rules, things that are not written down, but you're not supposed to do those things. In the world of football, there are customs. So you do not walk through a team's huddle when they're convened and they're doing their thing in the pregame. You don't do that. I mean, that's pretty much known. You don't you do not do that. You give each team their space. That's why one team has one side of the 50, and on the other side of the 50 is the other team. They don't really interact. They don't come into contact. They, you've seen some of the beefs sometimes at midfield where the coaches have to intervene and break that up. But by and large, each team has their area. So you don't sort of violate that. So that offended Eddie. Now, again, Coach Prime says they got there late and they were kind of out of sorts because of that. He said that in the uh, press session with uh, Swag Media this morning. He also didn't come out to the 50-yard line and shake hands and have the little small talk that coaches do at midfield prior to the game. Again, this is because Coach Prime says they were late getting, getting there because of traffic and logistics, and they just weren't able to do that. And there was a miscommunication there because most coaches, pretty much every game, before the game, they at least shake hands. Hey, how was your trip in? How your team doing? How you feel? You know, nothing major, nothing that is life changing, but it's just a, a, a added layer of respect going into a battle for the next three hours. That happened. And so those things add up. If you remember, for the Dallas Cowboy fans out there, do you remember the time 
T.O., when he's playing for the San Francisco 49ers, ran into the middle of the star, held his hands up to the sky. What happened? George Teague came and dealt with it. It started something, and everybody from the, from the Cowboy Nation was like, yeah, you know, respect the star. Well, little things like that, the unwritten rules are important. And Eddie feels like or felt like uh, Coach Prime disrespected those things. So uh, that those you're starting to see how it's starting to build up. Here's the other thing. Eddie said that Coach Prime was not swag, that he was swag. So let me put a little bit of perspective on that. And this is just like anything like from gentrification to people that are new to your school, your university, your institution. You have... Uh, someone that's new to the conference and, and Coach Prime, right? Well, Eddie Robinson played at Alabama State for four years. He was a two-time defensive player of the year. He was the youngest person ever inducted into the SWAC Hall of Fame. He made the uh, all-conference academic list every year he played football. He has a long list of accomplishments. He knows Coach Eddie G. Robinson from Gremlin State. He knew him he, because he spent time with him on the, the media caravan. He spent weeks with those guys. Pete Richardson, and, and it was Coach Highsmith then, and then later on I think Coach Bill Thomas. So, I mean, like, he knows. He's experienced. He's been on the road. He's, he knows the struggles of playing at a smaller HBCU school. He's lived that. And Coach Prime played at Florida State, which is fine. And, and, and again, I'm glad he's at the sweat in the sweat. I, I'm I can't he I am grateful because look, let me tell you, whatever he does, it benefits his university, it benefits his players, it benefits the conference, it benefits the city of Jackson, it, it benefits us here because I can guarantee you when I'm calling that game. We'll have more people listening to that game than a lot of other games. He brings energy. That brings excitement. That brings attention to us and elevates us as a conference. So I'm grateful that he's here. But just like gentrification, we see it in Third Ward or other parts of town, Fourth Ward, where you have people come into the neighborhood. And you're glad that they're there. They're good people, good neighbors, and all of that. But you don't want to extinguish the tradition. You don't want them to come in and not know how things work in this neighborhood. You don't want them to come in and say, oh, y'all don't know. What and I'm paraphrasing because I, I, Coach Prime never said this, but you don't want to get a sense that they think that your way has been wrong when your way built up this neighborhood. So the SWAC was built on legends. And things like that are extremely important to people who've been around the SWAC. I got into scrapes on Twitter, not, you know, just exchanges on Twitter because the fact is, Coach Prime is not swag, and that's okay. Now let him get his swag hours. Chatterback always talks about you got to get your swag hours in. That means you got to go through this thing and, and be a part of it before you really are ingrained and understand what this is about. So if Coach Prime turns down Power 5 schools and comes back to the swag, which I hope he does. I hope he doesn't leave Jackson State. Everybody pretty much feels like it's inevitable, though. He's going to go. And take a the take, and you can't begrudge him for taking those jobs when they're offered. If he has a job that he wants and he takes it, how can you begrudge this man that's gonna make probably eight, nine, ten million dollars a year? You can't begrudge a man for for trying to better his family's life and his his life financially. But I hope he stays. But understand this: the swag was here before he got here. It was successful. It led all of FCS in attendance. For probably 50 years, 40 years, the SWAC has led all every other FCS conference 
one double A for those of you who've been around for a while for years. So again, this was before Coach Prime knew anything about the swag. So two things can be true. You can be glad that he's here and appreciate that he's here. And he he doesn't have that swag in his DNA. And it's okay. It's okay that he doesn't because there are a lot of people who come in and, and don't have a swag background and they come in and they contribute to the greatness of the conference. But for folks like Eddie Robinson, who has the blood, sweat, and tears invested in that conference, those things are important to respect the history and the way things are done in the conference. So that was a, a key thing. So I know for people who are upset because I said that he's not swag, he's not swag. It's okay. He's not swag. He went to Florida State. He played for Bobby Bowden. I'm sure he probably was recruited or, or they probably wouldn't. He, he probably wasn't even recruited because he never would have considered the HBCU. I don't know what the backstory is on that, but he didn't go to HBCU and that's fine. That's cool. But don't say if I'm not swag, who is Eddie Robinson is swag. <laughs> I mean, guys that have come up through the ranks are, are swag. I, and I'll even say this for Bubba McDowell, Bubba McDowell, head coach of Prairie View, another friend of the show. Went to the U, won a national championship uh, with, uh, I guess it was still Jimmy Johnson, but he won a national championship at the U. He was not inherently swag, but what he does have is swag hours. He spent 10, 8, 10, 12 years working himself through the ranks, being a part of the swag at both Texas Southern and at Prairie View. He's done that. I think when he first came to TSU, he was just coming out to volunteer and help support, and he stuck with it. And he spent all of these years in the SWAC waiting his turn and finally got his turn. Waited past Willie Simmons, Henry Frazier, and Eric Dooley. And now he has a shot. He has SWAC hours. He's a, he's a SWAC guy now. 12 years of doing this. Year 7, 8 of Coach Prime doing that, I would say the same thing. Also, like I said, Eddie Robinson was an NFL linebacker for 11 years. And he's from New Orleans. And he's a Q. So he... He's a real one. He's a, as nice as they come, but he has that other side, that intense competitive side, and you saw a little bit of that. I'm not apologizing for him. That's my guy. I roll with him right or wrong. That's a, a them thing, but I do think uh, I understand where he's coming from in this situation. Give me your thoughts on that, 832-941-6614. That's 832-941-6614. 941-6614. So the other thing that happened in the conference was Coach Eric Dooley and Southern coming in the Prairie View. That was going to be an intense game because it, it, Coach Eric Dooley took Prairie View to the SWAC championship game last year, recruited all those kids, and then, of course, he left to go back home. Don't begrudge him for that. I would imagine some of the players probably do. They probably resent the fact that, hey, you got me to come here, now you're leaving. Because in college football, when there's a change in the coaching, there may be a change in how you utilize, if you're utilized, if you remain on scholarship, you know, whatever. It, it changes your whole life. Because they say, okay, you should commit to a school. You should commit to a school. But in reality, you commit to a coach because of his style of play. He likes you. He wants you. You commit to that guy because you believe in his vision for the next four years of your life. In theory, you should pick a school that you like, that you're comfortable with, but if you're a serious football player, who the coach is is tremendously important. So Dooley and Southern comes into town, and there is a big pregame brawl. And I don't mean pushing and shoving. I mean swinging. 
it got way out of hand. And one of the silver linings of the incident between Eddie Robinson and Coach Prime is the fact that that sucked up all of the the publicity and the, the, the attention and the media coverage, and we're not talking about this other thing. Coaches getting into it, that's, a, that's fine. It's no big deal. That happens all the time. John Thompson and Jim Beheim, I think, or Lou Carnesecca, they got into it. John Calipari and John Chaney got into it. I mean, we remember that when Chaney charged at him, he wanted to kill him. We see these things, and, and, and those things are fine. It's fun to talk about, but it's not detrimental to the conference. You don't want to see violence like what we saw in that pregame. And I, if you haven't seen the clip, look for it or don't, but take my word for it. It was not a good look from that standpoint. And, and again, that came down to somebody stomping on the other team's logo, unwritten rules. You just don't do that. You don't go to somebody else's school and like Baker Mayfield plant a flag. You do that. You're asking for some, some trouble because those symbols are important to those students, at least and for people who are alums of that university. So it's an important thing. It's symbolic, but it's important. So a lot of this is about every all the things that I'm talking about are really about things that are unwritten rules, levels of respect, uh, perceived slights, actual slights, all of those sorts of things. I didn't even mention in the other situation with Jackson State and Alabama State, the hitch and go at the end of the game. Now, the, <laughs> I come from a swag where back in the day, they would call three timeouts to put 60 on you, and they already got a 35-point lead. I mean, and if you – Listen to coach, anybody that's been around the SWAC for a long, long time, and a lot of those folks are gone, they'll tell you when Coach Eddie G. Robinson from Grambling State first started coaching in the conference, Alexander Durley and uh, Knicks, uh, they would put work on Eddie Robinson and Grambling State and wouldn't take the foot off the gas. They were on your throat until the end of the game. And so Eddie knows that part of it too, but the SWAC, the modern-day SWAC, hadn't been quite like that. And for a coach to do that at the end of a game when Alabama State didn't have any timeouts remaining and there was 40 seconds on the clock or whatever it was and they had a big lead, you just take a knee and you go home. I mean, we see it every week, the victory formation. We did it at Prime Blow. The best formation in, in all of football is the victory formation. And when you violate those codes, they're going to be consequences. So, at the end of the day, I want your take on this, 832-941-6614, 832-941-6614. That'll just about do it for the briefcast. But before I let go, before I let go, before I let go, hey, want to remind you guys, a new podcast is coming out soon. We're going to talk about the Astros. We'll talk some Texans. We'll talk some Cowboys. We'll talk about the NFL and do all the things we normally do. We also anticipate a visit with Reggie Brown from the special teams unit. He was there in Montgomery for that game. Maybe, just maybe, we'll hear from Coach Eddie Robinson Jr. You never know. But check out past episodes. Get familiar with us. Go to the Facebook page, the group page, Sports Talk with Devin Wade. And again, give us a call 24 hours a day on the sports line. Follow me on Twitter at Wade's Word. But if you can't remember any of that, please remember these four things. Number one, I don't do no favors after 6 o'clock in the evening. Two, I ain't got no money. Three, I'm not harboring any fugitives from justice. And four, bye. This has been the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. Remember, you can follow him on Twitter at Wade's Word. Thank you for listening.